lose everyone. I'm back, baby. It's Jake C. Lee. I'm great. Everybody else sucks. Oh, huh. oh no. It's every nightmare I've ever had. Excuse me. It's time to check the link. Pretty crazy, huh? But, but it doesn't matter because none of this has anything to do with the show. You know what? You just made the list. <laughs> oh, wait, you serious? Let me laugh even harder. It's all in sports. Sure, we talk about it all the time. Really? No. Game on, everybody. It is all in sports. Uh, Jake Seeley, your host. Normally, I say, as always, you know to follow me at All in Kid. But I'm not saying that today because I have one of my favorite people on the show today. And I know a lot of people are going to come to the show just for him. And they probably don't know who I am. So you can follow me at All in Kid. Works at The Athletic. That's where you can go. Go to the bottom of the article. It's 40% off. But like I said, this is one of the premier people in the industry. And I say that with no tongue-in-cheek, 100%. Love hanging out with this dude in person. I love hanging out with all three of them. It kind of gives you a little hint in person. It's Jason Moore, the Fancy Footballers Award. Multi-award winning. Can I call you like multi-platinum for fun? Multi-platinum yes, award sir. winning Jason Moore, the Footballers. To- you do not have to tell the truth here. This is not regulated. You can build me up as much as you would like. That's I, I accept all accolades. I am. I don't know if you're aware. I am knighted. So you could say, oh. Sir Jason Moore. I'm. You know, whatever, whatever works for you. Uh, can, Sir Jason Moore Esquire. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Doctor Sir. Doctor Sir Jason Moore Esquire. Uh, do you fit that all in one business card or? Two. Oh, I yeah, no, I uh, it's double sided. <laughs> it's double sided. Uh, before we even get started, Jason, if uh, like I'm um, again, I assume everybody already knows. Follow at Jason FFL Fantasy Footballers. Uh, and what do you got, guys, going on? I mean, I know you're in your preseason full coverage, but like, let everybody know like all the greatness you have out there. Yeah, we're recording and and releasing shows five days a week as far as the podcast right now. So all the fantasy content you can handle, we're on. Sirius XM. We've got the ultimate draft kit that we're always updating. Uh, it's it's full go mode. I mean, we are just, it, you know, it's funny because usually like take last year, last year at this time of the year, we were getting off of a national tour, tons of press, tons of cities and flying around the country. We were already so busy that then by the time we got into five shows a week, we were ready for it. But now <laughs> this year we were all at home. We were recording remotely. We weren't even coming into a studio. And now all of a sudden overnight, we go from like what feels almost more part-time to we're up in the early morning in a routine, got to record early, get it, get the shows up every single day. And it is, our bodies are not adjusted yet. (laughs) Have you gotten any shuffleboard games in yet? You know, we haven't. I think we're still, we're still uh, fearing the, fearing the COVID in the office. So we're we're taking away the gameplay right now. I mean, shuffleboard of all the games should be the safest because you're I mean, you're about sixteen yeah, feet yeah. away from the person, but in reality, you're standing right next to them on on each side. So you know, we're we're taking it easy, slowing in. But uh, yeah, we hope to get back to shuffleboard and foosball in the near future. Push the pucks down, pick one up, shh, spray it off, put it back, and yeah. send it back down the other direction. Uh, if you can't tell, that is one of the fonder but also most bitterest memories I had of being in person is the fact that I went from a 12-foot shuffleboard table to, you know, you guys have professional size, and we got skunked, 13 nothing. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that was not fun. Uh, 
you're in the flex leagues. You actually, all three of you together are in the flex leagues in the best ball draft. Uh, we haven't talked best ball on this yet because, you know, it's not still as common as people might think it is. It's a definitely more of an industry thing because we're like, how many more leagues do we need to play? And I just best ball only. I don't have time to watch 15 rosters during the season. So real quick, just a strategy in general. Do you alter your draft strategy from best ball to redraft, knowing that you're not going to be touching your roster? The back half of my roster is altered significantly. I'm not looking for um, depth and consistency. The back half of deep rosters, I'm looking for guys that can have monster weeks and crack into the lineup. Um, You know, someone that a lot of times I might go a little heavier, and I'm talking really deep once you're in the, the rounds, you know, 20s. That's where I might even go to a tight end more often than not because pretty much if you're going to crack the roster, that means you got a touchdown. You know, and some of these guys that you don't expect to even be good for fantasy, they end up with five or six tight ends or touchdowns at the tight end position. And so you'll have a couple of weeks where this guy fell in the end zone, might crack your roster. Um, but I, I basically I'm, I'm doing – Deep wide receivers as far as deep play ability, guys that can catch that bomb touchdown, um, high odd uh, odds for touchdown on players. And then I'm, gonna, I'm not going to draft my own backups because that is irrelevant. If my starters <laughs> go down, I'm probably not going to win the league. So I'm drafting other people's uh, backup running backs so that my team can just get better and not mitigate not being great. Uh, yeah, that certainly makes sense. And so the one other question I'll throw at you is for most best balls out there, they're still single quarterback. Uh, there are, you know, we're pushing and trying to do more super flex in the industry, but it's still single quarterback, the vast majority. Do you feel like you need to come out with three quarterbacks in a best ball? Or if you had like, cause for your example is like, we know Stafford has a risk, but let me take Stafford off your team and say, you guys got Kyler Murray to start and I'll give you Aaron Rodgers is your second quarterback. So basically, you know, your third quarterback is probably never even going to touch your lineup unless an injury because you just made that point. It's like, I'm not going to draft my backups because I'm probably something's going to be screwed up and I'm going to be out of it anyway if I lose one of my guys. Do you think of it the same way if you end up with two quarterbacks, basically like top 15 quarterbacks? Yeah, I was going to say it it depends on who your quarterbacks are. If I've got, you know, if one of my two quarterbacks is Pat Mahomes or, or Lamar Jackson, then I'm going to get one more quarterback and just assume that I'm good. Um, if they're middling quarterbacks, then it really will depend on the draft itself because, you know, you, you can be in some of these late rounds where quarterbacks, there's a finite amount, right? Once the starting quarterbacks are gone, they're gone. Um, and so if you're in a later round and you're deciding between just the slew of hodgepodge backup running backs or dart throw wide receivers, but there's still a starting quarterback on the board. I might just take that player because I know they will put up higher fantasy scores more often than the other person. And even though they might not crack my roster because, uh, you know, the other quarterbacks did better when they crack the roster will be worth a lot more points for me. That certainly makes sense. All right, so let's go to one of your picks that just happened to be fortunate for you guys. I know that Mike was, quote-unquote, banging the table to take him on the earlier turn, but the news happened to break right as you guys were on the clock of Darius Geis. And there's two sides. Like, like this is just happens in best ball. 
Uh, you know, I, I don't know about you, but I almost kind of feel dirty myself if I'm on the clock when something like that happens. It's kind of like, oh, yeah, well, I got lucky, but I, I, sorry, yep. <laughs> like, sorry, not sorry. Now, what are we thinking? Because let's say this draft rolls back and we're doing this draft without the guys news. The Gibson, Love, Peterson, maybe Peyton Barber. Like, how are you trying to make semblance of this? Is it still Antonio Gibson as kind of the guy just for the upside? Yeah, I'm, I'm certainly going Gibson for the upside. I mean, I, I would have gone Gibson before. I mean, not over uh, Geis necessarily, but he would have been the target from that backfield that I wanted. In fact, this is great because um, peel back the curtain a little bit. Uh, we felt zero, zero, zero guilt, and here's why. <laughs> when we were on the turn the round prior, we were debating between taking Antonio Gibson there. This was pre-Geis news. And we decided as a three-pack that we were going to take the wide receiver double up. We went to Sean Jackson, Golden Tate. And then if Gibson gets back, we were hoping Gibson would get back to us in our next round. So if the news did not break, Gibson would have 100% been the same exact draft spot we took him. What I'm thankful about is that the news broke after Matthew Barry made his pick leading <laughs> into that round because had the news broke, you know, 10 minutes earlier – we wouldn't have got him, but I, right. it was our plan pre that news. So we just ended up getting better value because the news didn't break in time. It was really fortunate. I know that's, that's the one good thing is when you get your guy to begin with and like worrying that, Oh my God, like, ah, you know what? I'm going to try and see if he comes back around. And I mean, like, I would have been so upset if we're waiting for him to get to us and he gets one pick to us. <laughs> and that was our plan already. And then the news breaks. And the only reason it doesn't get to us is because of the news. So I think it's fair. I think, you know, I think, the, yeah, in your scenario, it definitely watching sounds out for us. Yeah, yeah, it does. All right. So let me talk about another running back. Let me talk about a running back whose news broke differently because Damian Williams is holding out and he's been all the talk for the past two weeks. And I, you know, I don't know if you've seen, but I've jokingly said on Twitter, like I went from the guy that was insanely too high, quote unquote, on Clyde Edwards Hilaire because I was willing to take him at the end of the first round to now I'm the one preaching caution because I didn't move him. I had him aggressively ranked because I had him right behind Miles Sanders and Derrick Henry as RB8. And he's still there for me. Like, even with no Damian Williams, my opinion, and I don't know if it's yours, Jason, my opinion was that he was going to take over the lead role, but that lead role doesn't necessarily mean 20 touches a game. That, you know, the Chiefs could be 14 to 18, and I'm fine with that with Clyde Edwards. Basically, if you told me 14 to 18 touches for Chiefs running back, take the name off the jersey, I want that guy. But now, because of this, he's going up near 104, 105 around Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara. And I think that's nuts, Jason. And I'm the guy that was in love with him. Well, I think you're nuts, and here's why. <laughs> because if you think that Damian Williams being out of the way doesn't change where you would draft him, you're insane. So maybe you were too no. high and you yeah. thought that that just – that. Le I mean, you. here's the thing. If, if you were already saying that he was going to be the lead back and from week one – already completely overtake Damian Williams and Damian Williams will be nothing but a backup. If that's where you were to start, which it doesn't sound like that's where you were. Sounds like you thought he would win the job eventually. And you know, but no, no, if, no. if he was going to, he was going to win by week one, but it okay. wasn't, but it's not 20 touches a week. It was still going to be more of what we saw from Andy Reid, basically for the first time in his very long time where it wasn't 75% every single week. It wasn't Damian Williams in the playoff workload. I kept saying it was going to be similar to Jamal Charles, like 16, 17, 18. Once in a blue moon, he hits 20. 
and that Damian Williams was going to be sprinkled in. And why my opinion is not changing now is because now I think DeAndre Washington just steps into the Damian Williams role, whereas I'm putting Damian Williams. And that's why people were telling me I was crazy because I had Damian Williams down by like RB48. Yeah, I mean, I, if, if, if you really thought he was going to win the role by week one, then the, the role doesn't really change for you. That's less crazy. That being said, I do have uh, Clyde Edwards-Alaire pretty high. I, I have him as my running back six. I would take him at the sixth spot in my drafts. Um, we, you know, is he ahead of Henry? He is ahead of Henry, yes. Uh, um, so the only five in front of him are like basically the big – the consensus big three, Kamara and Cook, I'm assuming? That is 100% correct. Okay. And then it so goes, and I, then, then, then you preach to me a little bit and tell me like that maybe I should adjust despite I was the guy is why over Henry – why over Sanders? Why over Nick Chubb, Joe Mix? Like, why sure. over those guys? So it's, it's ironic because I was very down on Clyde Edwards-Alaire pre-NFL draft. I actually didn't love – I mean, I, did, I certainly didn't hate his tape. He's a good pass catcher, very talented. But I thought he was way overhyped in the community. When I looked at, at uh, Eno Benjamin for ASU – very similar skill set, very similar size, speed, package, you know, across the board. He just didn't play for LSU. I promise you, you switch those two human beings in their college schools, and all of a sudden, you know, Benjamin is the guy getting drafted. So I didn't love him. But all that went out the window when he went to the Chiefs. Um, his, his specific skill set matches the specific offense to a T, and that offense matches fantasy football like a glove uh, that fits much better than OJ's. So I would say because of his pass catching ability, um, that's what puts him up so high for me. The, the, the reality is, I mean, what, what uh, Kareem Hunt came in his rookie year. He was the running back four for the chiefs. I think their offense has only gotten better. And while I don't believe that Clyde Edwards, Alaire is as good as Kareem Hunt as a running back, in totality, he is just as good as in, in the pass catching him. And I, I think the receptions will be higher for uh, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire than they were for Kareem Hunt in his rookie season. So basically, you're telling me Edwards-Hilaire is Brian Mills, particular set of skills, Liam Neeson. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> for everybody that doesn't remember, Brian Mills was the name of Liam Neeson and taken. I, needed, I needed the particular set of skills Liam See, Neeson reference. Nobody, knows his na- nobody remembers his name from that movie. He no, might he's, as, he's, he's Liam Neeson in that I was going to say, the, he might as well have just gone by Liam Neeson in those movies. Yeah, if you had said, so he's Liam Neeson, I could have followed that up with, oh, yeah, he's got a particular set of skills. <laughs> yeah, but nobody remembers Brian Mills. All right, so how about this? Speaking of, you want to transition? Speaking of a particular set of skills, uh, we know that Rojo, Ronald Jones, is lacking in a certain set of skills. However, the report... This is a weird offseason, Jason. You and I were even talking about before the show. We talked about at the top of the show. It's a weird offseason. What we're going to have to do this year, we have no games. We're going to have to do our best to sift through the beat reports, the news, the rumors, whatever talk there might be, and use our brains to say we believe this, we don't believe that, what, you know, what it comes down to. Ronald Jones for the past two weeks has been nothing positive. Bruce Arians says he's the guy. Everybody's battling for number two. Ronald Jones says he's been working with the jugs machine 300 times a day. He's been working on his pass blocking. Everything looks great. They signed LaShawn McCoy, but we also saw how terrible LaShawn McCoy looked in the Chiefs offense, speaking of offenses. What are you doing with this backfield? Because 
it's really concerning, I think, with Ronald Jones when you talk about Tom Brady because we know he'll get ticked off and not want to deal with somebody who can't pass block. But everything's been glowing so far. And if he's even just LeGarrette Blunt, we know what LeGarrette Blunt did in 2016 alongside Tom Brady, which is an absurd number. But where are you on this backfield? Are you just going to stay out of it for what the cost is on Ronald Jones? Or are you going after Ronald Jones? So I don't know if you are familiar with my personal brand on Ronald Jones. <laughs> no, I'm not. Over I'm a, you, look, I know your churro brand. I know a lot of your brands. I know a lot of your brands for your show. I have never heard your Ronald Jones brand, so I'm curious. So I have been as anti-Ronald Jones a person as existed in the fantasy industry. When he came out as a rookie, I just flat declared before the season that he is a bust. He will suck. He is, there's no chance for him. It was a home run, right? Because he basically was, you can't bust more than he did his rookie season. Um, and I hate myself for this, but we uh -oh. stay water. We want to look new information. It doesn't benefit us to look at how bad Devonta Freeman was for, you know, a year and a half and say, this guy stinks. And then not realize that they can get better and they can change and they can, be ready for football, and all of a sudden, Devonta Freeman's the number one running back in fantasy for a year. And I've changed on Ronald Jones. This year, going into this season, I actually think he he does have the opportunity to be the lead dog. I don't expect that he's going to be the major pass-catching guy, but I think that the Buccaneers offense is going to be very good. I went back this offseason and rewatched all the Ronald Jones tape um, because I, I have a natural propensity. You know, when you have a take and it hits – there's just a natural bias to want to double down. Right. Um, I, you know, we, we, you, you know that I know that there's just, cause you just want to be so right about what you were. And I was worried about this with some of the news. So I went and watched the Ronald Jones tape. trying to clear my eyes and he was explosive. He broke some, you know, great runs at, at a, at a really good clip. He didn't get the opportunity we wanted last year. He was like, we, you couldn't, play him and be confident that this was a Ronald Jones week. <laughs> Some weeks he, he'd be coming off a fire performance and then you put him in your starting lineup and he wasn't used. And so I think there's some fears with that this season, but the reality is I expect that the Buccaneers are going to be a great offense. I do think Ronald Jones has gotten better. The weight he's put on, uh, you know, there's, Oh, he put on 25 pounds, but most of that was actually going into last season. But I, I watched all of his training regimen and, uh, the, the coach, he, he moved in with his trainer in Arizona and has basically been training full-time. This is a guy who's dedicated. And one of the things I'm looking for this offseason is I, I do believe that we're going to see a gap. There's too many players in the NFL for them to all be uh, elite work ethic guys. Of course, some of them are in the NFL because they're elite work ethic guys. But there's going to be some guys who are not showing up in the same shape they usually do to week one of NFL this season. Ronald Jones is not one of those guys. He's going to show up in shape. So I, I think he's a value right now. I do cap his upside because he's not a pass-catching guy. I think LaShawn McCoy, I don't worry about him too much. He's coming in. He's going to take away Daria Gunbawale's role entirely and then maybe maybe eat in a little bit um, to Keyshawn Vaughn and Ronald Jones' receiving work. But I, I think Ronald Jones is – sadly a value in fantasy this year oh he's value for now we'll see if this this keeps right. talking yeah, yeah <laughs> i know mean, shut your mouth arians i mean good. arians it, the nice thing is that arians says crazy things about players all the time so i think a lot of people out there try to not go it's like pete carroll 
Bruce Arians, you can't – there's some coaches you just know, don't listen to what they're saying. Their, their guy's going to get 700,000 yards this year. He's in the best shape of his life. <laughs> Everybody's ahead of schedule on their rehab. You know, so hopefully people ignore some of those talk. I, I am not basing my Ronald Jones belief on what Bruce Arians is saying. Yeah, be soul, man. Best shape of life. It's, it's always yeah. every single – the, 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 we should just re- do a running list every single year of those players. All right. Let's try to sort through one more backfield before we do two more little bits here. Uh, the, pa- the Patriots. Look, we do this every single year. We, we, we know we joke about the Patriots backfield. It's a running joke. This is not new to anybody that's played fantasy football. Ooh, but at I least get for the, the pun. <laughs> I get the pun. What a pun. You didn't even mean it. A running joke. Yeah. Oh, like that? it sure is. <laughs> I'm so good. I don't even realize when I'm doing them. <laughs> so James White has been the only consistent one that we could trust. And mainly in PPR. But now we have Lamar Miller there. We had the Damian Harris coming off an injury and complete missed rookie season, which originally, I know you remember this because most people who covered fantasy football last year remember this. People were worried about Sonny Michelle because of Damian Harris's draft pick. So now you have Harris, you have Sonny Michelle's knees that seem to be apparently done for all of a sudden, which, you know, three surgeries. But James White, Rex Burkhead's healthy as of today. Lamar Miller signed. Are we finally saying there's not even a James White value here because we don't know what this offense is going to look like, Jason? Or are you going to say, you know what? If I'm in the 14th round, maybe I'll take whatever Patriots rating back is there because that has some hit potential if I just happen to hit the 20% odds. No, I'm, I'm, I'm probably going to bypass. I mean, at, at value, I'll take James White. I do still think uh, he's going to be the receiving back. He'll be involved. But in, in general, you look at the, the, the first and second down back, I don't know, and you don't know, and I don't think the players know whether it's Sony or whether he's healthy, and if he's not healthy, whether it's Lamar Miller or whether it's Damian Harris or whether it's Rex Burkhead. And here's the answer, actually. I do know. It's going to be a hodgepodge from game to game. It's going to be a different guy each time. I mean, Bill Belichick, he does this for years. There's not going to be one guy that's just so consistently good week in and week out, especially with Cam Newton vulturing, you know, goal line touchdowns the way I would expect, the way he did in Carolina for years. I mean, obviously Christian McCaffrey had, uh, you know, a great season with Cam, but for years and years and years, you had phenomenal running backs, Jonathan Stewart, D'Angelo Williams, who, man, if they could just score more touchdowns, they'd be <laughs> awesome. But every time they got to the goal line, it was, it was the Cam Newton show. Um, they were great at helping Cam get the touchdown with the fake handoff. But, yeah, I'm, I'm not in on playing the roulette wheel. Uh, th- this is Russian roulette, not Vegas roulette. Yeah, don't, I mean, this is the same coach that Jonas Gray scored three touchdowns and then he sent him to the sidewalk the very, what, two weeks later or whatever it was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, so I have a game at the end, but I want to do this as a little – New clip, segment, whatever you want to call it, that I'm going to be doing with a lot of people. And this comes from my friend, Greg Sussman. Uh, It's the Taylor Swift segment. And it's only because every single time I end up talking about running backs, and a lot of people do, rookie running backs, it's often they go Taylor Swift acres. And it ends up being Taylor Swift acres. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, Mm -hmm. let's have a Taylor Swift segment. So the first question is that. Taylor Swift, you tell me why, which one you like more. That's the simple question to start. If I have to give a one-word answer, it's Taylor. Okay. If I can, can give elaborate, yeah, please it's, do. It's it's uh, not it's not close. Both these guys are going to start the year splitting time. Are we agreed? 
they both have another running back there and carry on Johnson and Marlon Mack. That's going to eat into the workload. And neither one is probably going to start week one with just, they're the, they're the guy. So do you want the one with the great offensive line, a solid offense who's been able to run the ball for years and be awesome? Or do you want the team that has never been able to run the ball, regardless of talent in the backfield with nowhere near the offensive line, uh, Poor coaching, as as I see it. I mean, I, it's not close to me. I, if you're telling me, and and I loved Swift coming into the draft. Um, I did have Taylor ahead of Swift pre-draft, but um, they were they were neck and neck. Loved them both, but it's not close to me. I'm not, you know, and maybe it's because I've been burned as a carry on Johnson truther. His injuries have kept him off the field, but I also oh, think there's there's it. something to the fact that the the Detroit backfield is it's a tough cookie to to crack is that a phrase i uh, know but i'll take crack. it, I'll take it. i'm sure there's a cookie cookie, cookies to crack <laughs> you make me think of like the chips ahoy they, they're brittle you don't you want to dunk them in milk you crack them like hey, we'll go with yeah that. i mean give me give me the chewy chips ahoy <laughs> all right so the second part of the taylor swift segment is every single week's going to get a different song to deal with your song okay. is shake it off so similar to carry on johnson it, maybe it's him. Maybe it's not somebody that may have burned you in the past that you're willing to go back on. Uh, because we tell this, we, I know you do. We tell people every single year, don't be bitter in fantasy football because if you write people off, it's just to your non-benefit. You're going to be screwed over by yourself being angry. Yeah, 100%. I mean, Ronald Jones is the perfect example of, of a guy that I'm, I'm willing to change my mind on. I'm willing to not just have the past be the future. But he didn't burn me. So if I got to talk about someone that burned me and actually gave me the feels, made me upset, made me angry, made me not be kind to him on my podcast. He has a nickname that is not kind. And, oh, man, I I can't tell you how much I tilted last year, how much this guy hurt me on a personal and fantasy level. My main league of record – I had this dominant team, truly dominant, outscoring everybody in the league, phenomenal. And I was on the outside of the playoffs looking in because every single week I was the number two. Like there were seven times last year. I was the number two score and I faced the number one. It was insane (laughs) odds. And I, all I needed to do was beat Andy for the final week to get into the playoffs. It's me versus him heads up. And I'm scratching and clawing my way back. I've got one player, this player playing, and I'm down by whatever score, and I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I'm getting closer. I, I take the lead, baby. I'm in the playoffs. And then Phillip Rivers throws his third interception of the game, and it puts me below the winning mark, and I'm out of the playoffs, and <laughs> Phillip Rivers is dead to me. So the question at hand is, do I shake it off and move on? I will be honest. I have a hard, hard time shaking it off and moving on. Um, I, I, don't, I don't want to trust him. Um, I, if there is ever a tie break, if I'm looking for a streamer and it's you know a good matchup here, a good matchup there, and one of those names is Phillip Rivers, I'm going the other way. I can't be hurt twice by this man. Uh, to that degree. Um, and then, you know, look, we're in the flex league, right? Yeah. And you might have noticed that yep. we drafted Phillip Rivers yep. as our as our third. 
Did you sign off on that? Oh, uh, not only did I not sign off, here's actually what happens. <laughs> I get the alert that we are on the clock. I gather the troops. We talk through who we're going to take. We figure out our two-pack of players, okay? I go, you know, we, we talk about them forever. I draft the first one, and I draft the second one, and then when I draft the second one, it says to me, you're not on the clock. And I went, what? What happened? And I look, and we missed the first notification because we're on the turn, and auto-drafted Philip Rivers. <laughs> and so we didn't get to go. No, we wouldn't have drafted Philip Rivers. Get out of here with that junk. We had Kyler and Stafford. We didn't need him. We needed a wide receiver. So, yes, that uh, happened, and I was very upset. So we did get one auto-draft pick in here, and it was P. River. You could that wait for two two things. First of all, you could have texted me. I mean, there, there's other people. Matthew Barry timed out and texted me. You could have texted me. Like that's fine. Like as long as it was on that pick. Uh, but the second thing is that is actually freaking hilarious. That that's the player that got auto picked. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I was like, there's bad news and there's worse news, guys. The bad <laughs> news is we auto drafted a, a pick. The worst news is it was P River. <laughs> That's so, that's hilarious. Oh, that's amazing. Well, but that was like the 18th round, wasn't it? I mean, it was pretty late. Yeah, it was pretty late. I mean, we, at this point, we, you know, I, when, when we're on the clock, we make pretty quick decisions. Yeah. I appreciate that, by the way. Uh, yeah. I like some. <laughs> All right. So before you get out of here, I'm going to have you play a game with me. And this is just straight up fun. This is one I told you you couldn't prepare for. Uh, this is sure. like, pick your, pick your poison, Jason. That's what it is. It's pick your I'm poison. You have to pick the blue pill. That, no, yep, one of the three. You have to pick one of these three things for each one. You get five right. questions, one of the three. Your first one, you have to do a fancy draft. Every single one, you have to take a quarterback in the first round. Every single fancy draft. You have to only roster rookie running backs. You can't draft running backs unless they're rookies. Okay. Or your third option is every time you're about to eat food, you have to brush your teeth first. I will be drafting a quarterback in the first round every, every time because uh, I eat a lot of food. Okay, so that one's going to be way too annoying. I, uh, Plus you know, the look, taste. Hygiene That's is, the point. <laughs> hygiene is, is great. I, I'm a constant uh, teeth brusher. Um, but not but before no, I'm not doing you that every eat. time. And I think I can win I, as much as I prefer late-round quarterback. I mean, I think that's just common knowledge at this point. Everybody is a late-round quarterback person i can win if i if i were to take you know pat mahomes and lamar jackson my pick if i'm in the first round i get whichever one i want i'm still getting a superstar i've won championships where my first round draft pick gets injured and so okay i don't even have a first round draft pick i i claw it together i'm not look i don't think it's maximum value to take i wouldn't tell the foot clan to take pat mahomes or lamar jackson the first but if you do it it's not like you've got a bad player if I draft only rookie running backs this year, uh, that would be that would be that would be a tough pill to swallow because I, you know, as much as I love Jonathan Taylor, and I mean, I, let's say I get Clyde Edwards-Helaire in the first, you're gonna you're gonna be hard pressed for depth. You're gonna be hard pressed for, you know, I I just I really like having a couple of stud running backs up front. So that means my first couple rounds, I'm going to be taking wide receivers. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm drafting uh, first quarterback. My quarterback first round. All right, fair enough. All right, here's your next set. You have to start four football team Washington players every single week. 
any four you want, but you have to start four every single week. Your super flex team has to have a second tight end in your super flex spot. Tight end in the super flex. Yes. Tight end in your super flex spot. These are bad. You have, and then your third choice is you have no cell phone access the entire football season. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Now let me ask a point of clarity. Yes. No cell phone access for fantasy or and for like if the wife needs to get a hold of me, is she able to call and I can, you know, yeah, uh, only the only cell phone access you have is for phone calls. Okay. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take You're that take because that? I think my quality of life might be better that way. I mean, <laughs> I, you know what I mean? Like, uh, I'm not going to win with four Washington starters and I'm not going to win with a tight end in my super flex. I can win without my cell phone. And, and as much as, you know, look, sometimes the addiction, it turns out addictions aren't always good for you. So my addiction to my cell phone, maybe I will have a better life when that sucker's gone. All right. I wasn't thinking of that's a really good way to put it. Okay. Next set. Two down, three to go. Drew Locke is your only quarterback. Period. You must mm. start two New England running backs every single week. Mm. Or every man you meet has Gilbert Godfrey's voice. Every woman you oh. meet has Janice from Friends voice. <laughs> oh, man. That's out. That is O-U-T. <laughs> so my, my last two well, questions. Wait, I hold on, with... hold on. You dismissed it so quickly. Let me make the one counter argument. If that was the case, but would you know that that's a different in a voice? Because that's all you've heard. All you've heard is Gilbert Godfrey and Janice. Yeah, no, you're my, I can hear myself. Okay. So I can say, <laughs> why don't you sound like me? Um, no, that, that is O-U-T. Uh, the other ones I'm picking, whichever one brings me a championship. This one is too, this quality of life is too far down. Um, so if I've got to start Drew Locke or two New England running backs every week, I'm going to take Drew Locke. I'm going to take the hope that he uh, is what I don't expect him to be, but what I certainly could see him developing into uh, just not what I'm projecting. I mean, the offense could be great, right? Jerry, Judy, Cortland Sutton, uh, Melvin Gordon, Noah Fant. There's a lot of weapons there. I don't think Drew Locke is going to be good enough to capitalize on him, but I could be. I am very confident if I'm starting two New England running backs every week. <laughs> You're in trouble. I won't even be needing that cell phone. I'm not going to look. This is going <laughs> to be too ugly. All right, two more. This is the last one that has a football question. The last one is just straight up fun. All right, here's your last one. Football, you have to start the defense that faces the Chiefs every single week. Oh, negative points. You can't draft a running back before the eighth round. Or you have a real-life comic thought bubble following you around, so everybody always knows what you're thinking. That one's out as well again. (laughs) Um, I, You know, look, I don't – judgment is bad, and I am very much against – being a judgy judgerton but i'm pretty sure you know like it's something we're working on it's something i'm trying to get better at for my whole life um i don't need my thoughts uh staring out there so basically do i want to play extreme zero rb or start my defense against kansas city every week uh i don't enjoy zero rb but you can win with it and I will do what I need to do to win with it. I'm not going to win starting a negative point <laughs> gap in my, in my defense. So I will be not drafting a running back in the first eight rounds. All right. 
Good, good arguments. I like them so far. Right, here's your last one. This doesn't even have football related to it. This one is a little bit customized just for you. Ooh, first nice. one, your shoes are always wet. That is oh. your first choice. Your second choice is because you're a gamer, this is why I asked you this question. I'm going to structure it depending on what kind of games you like. So since you like RPGs, every RPG you play, you cannot level up and have to try and beat the game from level one person every single time. <laughs> you can't do it. Or possible. Your, your last one is every time you fart or every time you meet somebody new, you fart audibly, but, but it smells like candy. Interesting. Well, let's see. I always wear flip-flops, so my wet shoes aren't that bad, but I'm, um, you know, I won't <laughs> loophole you there. I'll, I'll wear my wet shoes and socks. Um, my farts, they do smell like candy. So that's not even, that's, you know, my, my farts smell delicious. So that's not even different. Um, and then the RPG, you know, so here's the thing. The most unrealistic one is clearly the RPG. I mean, you can't, that's like saying, okay, your goal when you wake up every day is to touch the moon, but you can't get off the ground. That, I mean, you can't, an RPG. You haven't seen the people that have beat Zelda on like three hearts going straight for the castle? I don't consider, I guess Zelda's kind of an RPG. Breath of the no, Wild I, I, is very RPG. I, I get what you're saying. So true, true RPG, like the Witchers and, you know, like yeah, the it's just, Dragon it's, Age. It's and, impossible. You go to someone that's, you know, a couple levels above you and they just annihilate you. you <laughs> it would be impossible. But, uh, look, I got three kids. I've got this business. I've got full-time work. I've, I'm, I'm too busy to play video games as much as I want. So I will take... That oh, so, you're, so you're semi loopholing that one anyway. Well, yeah, I'm just saying, look, <laughs> I don't play enough video games for that to really, you know, in the last couple of years, I've played probably three video games. And really, it would have been one if not for COVID keeping me home more. You know, I, I, we did the Red Dead Redemption 2, phenomenal. And then this little break, uh, the Final Fantasy 7 remake, phenomenal. And really? uh, of course, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Um, See, that I was great, and then I just because I heard it was only like one third of the game, and that kind of annoyed so, me. So I bought it before I knew that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, I actually pre-ordered it and canceled my pre-order when I found that out. I I I I, pre I pre-ordered. I didn't find it out until I was playing, and then I realized that about halfway through the game because I'm like, man, like I had looked up and saw how many like chapters were in the game, and I was like, I'm halfway through this, but I am. Like I am, I played the original. Like I am nowhere near. <laughs> and so then I found out there was, it's a part one, but it is 100. While that stinks, the experience that you get and the gameplay total within that game is well worth, well worth the, the price of admission. So I okay. would, I would tell you, go ahead and, and get it. So yeah, but I, I'll sacrifice those games. I might, I'll have to go. To, well, it's too close to football season now. Cause I was trying to wrap up slashy McKill bot person in the ghost of shushima i've been doing that a lot mm. right now so that that's kind of taking the time that and i don't know if i'll finish that by the season starts so yep that's that's a definitely interesting i was good if you were going to say like a first person shooter i was going to say you have like the old busted nintendo 64 and you can't turn left <laughs> so it's good it, in first person shooter if you could have what you could have said is uh shoes always wet um every time i meet someone i fart but it smells good or every Candy. game you play is a first-person shooter. It would have been identical to saying an <laughs> RPG where you have to try to beat You hate him that one. much? It's not that I hate him. It's that I'm so bad. I, 
<laughs> I didn't play them to the uh, something passed me by because then when I got in, I'm I spawn and died. That's the only thing I am there good for. I spawn, I'm dead. It's like I have no hand-eye coordination. I have no I could I I've got a 7-year-old son who could whoop me on any kind of first-person shooter. I played a little bit of Fortnite with him. That's third person, but you know, same right. skill set. Yeah. Aim, shoot. I mean, I have no chance, none, <laughs> and I'm uh, I'm sad about that. But it's just it didn't. I wasn't blessed with those skills. I I used to like Goldeneye. I was really good at Goldeneye, and I was really good at like the first Call of Duty Modern Warfare. But right after that, it went out the window. It just and I I'm was sitting good there at Doom, and then, <laughs> and then didn't play maybe a little Duke Nukem, and then didn't play for I don't know 15 years. Let me ask you one question before we get out of here and finish this up with that, because just that in mind. Are you, so are you the same person when you watch somebody else play a first-person shooter? You're, you see, you're like, oh, yeah, I see the people, but then you play, and it's like you don't see the same stuff? No, not oh. at all. I oh, watch okay. my son. He can see. I'm like, oh, there's a guy there. I'm like, where? <laughs> you know, he's like, how did you see that guy? That's incredible. So I'm uh, just I, – I, I, like, it's not just tactile ability and movement. It's the whole package. I don't see anybody. I don't know what to do. I am as bad as it gets. <laughs> All right. Well, you're definitely amazing at fantasy football in your show. So once again, and by the way, at Jason FFL, reminder, you guys probably already know that. But once again, Jason, tell them what everybody should be doing, got going on, your ultimate draft kit, all that stuff. Yeah, uh, you can always find our, our uh, rankings, our profiles, everything that you need for fantasy football and the fantasy footballers. Uh, our draft kit is at ultimatedraftkit.com. Um, that, that we've got, you know, 100 video profiles, all of our tiered rankings. You know, it's, it's never a bad idea to have multiple sources of really good content, and uh, that's where you find it. Absolutely agree. One of the best footballers or some of the best, the multi-platinum Grammy – uh, Tony Award winning fantasy footballers. Mm -hmm. uh, so, so make sure. I think they've even, like what you said, you've been knighted. They're Esquires. Uh, they've got won. that Oscar. Yeah. Oh, that Oscar, the humanitarian uh, award or something. That That's actually we real. We actually do. That, that, that one is that was, real. We did. That's why, yeah, throwing that one in there. The yeah, you yeah. did that. It was Nobel Prize, too, right? I forgot about that yeah, one. Uh, sure, yeah. Two yeah. truths and a lie. <laughs> Seven lies and a truth. And uh, I'll be back next week. Probably, hey, sorry, guest I have next week. You're not going to be as good. No, you'll be good. You're just not chasing. Everybody have a good one. Good luck this fantasy football season. I'll talk to you next week.